No Purpose Without Love is a podcast dedicated to helping you find purpose through the relentless pursuit of God's love. The unfortunate reality is that we are born into a world that does not know God. Since God is synonymous with love, to be without God is to be without love. This podcast aims to bring light to the dark areas of your life so that you gain a deeper connection with love as a person, more affectionately known as Jesus. Jesus spoke often about the kingdom of God, and in the kingdom, love is the why behind everything that exists, including our purpose. I am your host, Dave Garesso, and my hope and prayer is that you will experience the overwhelming love of God so powerfully that you will become love to a world that is still very much without love. God has given me the ability to provide the spark, but he wants to fan into flames the purpose that he has for you, which always leaves a trail of breadcrumbs leading right back to our Father and Creator. Please remember to follow this podcast to continue receiving notifications about new episodes as they're released. Now let's get fired up. Well, hello, and thank you for joining the No Purpose Without Love podcast. I am so excited to be able to share this first episode as this is a podcast that I have really been wanting and dreaming and desiring and praying about for years. And the day has finally come where I get to record the very first episode. And I am thankful for any of you that are listening to this now uh, because this truly is a special moment for me in my life. Uh, I am Dave Garesso. Um, as you heard in the intro, I am your host, and I just want to welcome you to No Purpose Without Love, the podcast. And for this episode, I really just want to talk about a few different things. I'm, I'm, I'll give you the agenda now. And the first thing is, what does No Purpose Without Love mean? We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk a little bit about the way. We're going to talk about what is purpose. We're going to discuss in this episode also what you will get out of this podcast if you continue to listen to it going forward. And then uh, we're just going to talk about the general purpose of what I'm hoping to get uh, from recording these episodes as well. So why don't we jump right in and we'll begin to talk about what does no purpose without love mean? And really, why did I name the podcast the way that I did? Well, if you go to 1 Corinthians 13, you know, and I, and I may read some scripture here for you all so that you have a, a greater understanding of what I'm referring to. Paul is speaking to the church in Corinth, and he just got done if you go back to 1 Corinthians 12, actually, he just got done talking about all the different roles that we make up as parts of the body, or cer certainly specific types of roles, like those with gifts of leadership, gift of healing, helping others, teachers, prophets, apostles. Some would call that part of the fivefold ministry. He just got done explaining all the different roles that God gives us as being part of the body of Christ. But then he goes uh, in chapter 13 and he opens it with this. If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but did not love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but did not love others, I would be nothing. 
If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. And then he goes in to do the, the this parts of, of the Bible where we often hear people say at weddings, love is patient, love is kind, love is jealous. Essentially, he gives what I would call a definition of love. But the, the part I want to draw attention to is where we left off in that last verse, in verse 3. If I did all these things, I would have gained nothing. Other translations say might say, without love, I'm nothing. And so what that shows us is that everything that Jesus taught us to do, um, everything that Jesus was, was based on this foundation of love. As a matter of fact, the very purpose for which we are created is based on his purposes. And, and the truth is, is that Jesus is synonymous with love. God the Father is love. And so if that's the case, then the truth is, right, is that love is the foundation for purpose. So when we begin to talk about having purpose in life and abundant living and a lot of these things that a lot of us desire to have a mission, a calling, you know, to, to, to have that passion for the things that we really love in life, um, it comes back to the topic of purpose. And I know that's um, abundantly used these days. But I really want to dive into what does it mean to walk into purpose? And wh- why is it that I named this purpose, No Purpose Without Love? It's because that without love, we can do anything we want. But without love, there really is no true purpose according to our relationship with Jesus Christ. And so that that's important to know as we progress through this podcast and we talk about subjects like purpose or anything that's associated with our life's purpose, we must understand that everything is on this foundation of love. And, you know, another point I want to make about love here is that we're talking about agape love. Now, you may not be familiar with the four types of love that are mentioned in the Bible, but let me cover them real quick. The first one is storge love. And Forgive me if my pronunciation is off. Uh, I realize that in certain dialects, the way I'm pronouncing it may certain not be, certainly not be correct, but I'm doing the best I can as an English-speaking man. Uh, storge love is the love of affection. Right? It's probably one of the most common forms of love. Like We can love ice cream. We can love our next-door neighbor. We can love our friends or our acquaintances or the people that we work with, our job. Uh, essentially, it's just that that general affection that you have for someone or something in your life. Uh, then you might uh, graduate in a really close relationship with what's called phileo love. Phileo love is that brotherly love, that that almost like a closeness, like family that you may feel that you're sharing life, you're doing life with this person now. And, and that uh, is a little bit higher form of love than just a love of affection, of course. But then if you move into marriage, you have what's called eros love. Eros love is that sort of romantic kind of love. Or it doesn't necessarily follow a marriage. It can just be a, a certain type of romantic attraction that you know a man and a woman have between one another. 
Uh, that's Eros love. But then there is the highest form of love, which is this agape love I'm speaking of. Agape love is essentially the type of love that God has for us and the type of love that God actually is in personified form. Uh, the Word of God tells us that Jesus is love and that love became flesh, essentially, when he, when he did his ministry here on earth. It was if love could become a person and walk around and teach us things and teach us how to live in that love, then Jesus was exactly that. And that's the significance of God becoming flesh, of love becoming flesh, and being able to communicate a very specific purpose that he has for his body, you know, the body of believers as a whole, but also we're told in the word of God that each one of us individually has a specific call as well. And so we're going to get into that, you know, in, in little bits and pieces as we progress through this podcast and for as many months or years as, as God wants to carry this forward. That'll be entirely up to him as I'm in partnership with him. Uh, but the truth is, is that we don't have purpose without love. And that's the main message that I'm trying to communicate here. So let's move on to the subject of the way, right? And why is knowing about this way important? Uh, well, first of all, it, I think if we, if we start with Acts 24, Paul is speaking to Felix, and he is literally called before this governor of the, this entire region. Uh, I believe he was a Roman governor, actually, and he's speaking to him, and he's talking about followers of the way, right? And what is a follower of the way? Well, the way actually refers to Jesus Christ. And if you go back to John 14, 6, Jesus actually says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So as Jesus is now referring to himself as the way, a lot of the followers began to call themselves followers of the way. And so that being said, the way, because it was going against tradi traditional Jewish laws and traditions at the time, because they were going against that, they, they were almost considered a cult. And Paul, I think, refers to that in his address towards Felix in this, this part of, of, of the scriptures. And so to follow Jesus essentially means to follow the way. And if Jesus is synonymous with love, then when we follow the way, we're essentially following the way of love. And to walk in purpose according to God's design means that we're following that way. And so I just wanted to create that correlation between following the way, the truth, and life, which is who Jesus said he was, and actually following out, following the purpose that he specifically assigned to us. So the next question I want to ask is, or I want to address, the next question I want to address is, what is purpose? And so we got to go back to, to the word of God once again on this, and the first scripture that I want to, to address here is Romans 8, 28. It's a popular one. If you've been in church throughout the years, you may have heard this one often. You may have it memorized. You may talk about it. Particularly, this gets brought up in trials and in difficult circumstances in life. But it's Romans 8, 28, and it says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together 
for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Now, different translations may word that different, but the key two words that I want to draw attention to this time as we read this particular verse is his purpose. It's the last two words in the verse. We're called according to his purpose. I don't want purpose to get confused with creating our own purpose because in outside of a conversation about being a follower of the way or being a follower of Jesus, it's easy to misconstrue purpose is that one thing that you just get excited about and you do whatever it takes. You grind your way to the top. You follow this purpose and it's that call or maybe it's that specific job or role that you fulfill in life. That's not the kind of purpose that I'm talking about here. I'm talking about the fact that we, you and I, were created by God for specific reasons. And quite frankly, it's plural in this case, because over the course of however many years or months that we live, there is a specific, probably set of purposes that, you know, in a micro level that we fulfill as we just kind of walk through life. But then on a macro level, which is usually where we look to it as like there's something that we did that he specifically created us for. Both of these things are true. But the thing I want to hone in here is that the purpose for which we created are specifically aligned to God's purposes for the kingdom of God and for us here and the people that we're meant to, to reach and come in contact with throughout the course of our lives. So remember, it's his purpose not our purpose. The next scripture I want to bring up here is Ephesians 2.10. And it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And so this highlights the idea here that we were created for specific good works that God picked out for us before we were even here. And so as we're going through life, we're continuing to seek and follow him and and the things that he's asked us to do in the way that he asked him to do them. And as we're doing that, we're fulfilling specific things that that he had set up and prepared for us long before we were even here. Uh, So that also relates to our purpose. And then uh, the other one I wanted to point out was Proverbs 16, 4. The Lord has made everything for its purpose even the wicked for the day of trouble. So a lot of times we think of purpose only in the context of good things or exciting things, or again, specific roles or jobs that we've held throughout our lives. But what this verse is saying is that even the things that are ugly, God has a purpose for that too. The people that don't follow him, the people that are quite frankly against him and his purposes, He flips that on its head and creates purpose even out of those things. Now, does he ordain those things? Does he say, no, I'm I'm creating this person or this nasty circumstance to create um, ugliness and pain and destruction in the world around it? Of course not. But one ability that we all have is the ability to choose our response to the circumstances that we're faced with in life. And so unfortunately, many of us choose to go against the design of love, to go against the way of love 
like we talked about. But God is so powerful and all-knowing and knows what's going to happen before it even happens. Because remember, according to Ephesians 2.10, things were set up before we were even here. Things were prepared for us before we were even here. So an all-knowing God who knows what's going to happen before it actually happens, of course, would know how to take ill intent and flip it so that it can actually create something positive from that. And that's hard to see, and this is a sensitive subject. I, I get that for those of us who have been through excruciating pain in our lives. It's not always to he- easy to hear that some of the things that happen in life that create pain and destruction uh, actually have a positive purpose. But the truth is, is with, with a loving God, it is possible. With us, it's not possible. With human beings, we're actually not capable of agape love in the same way that God has for us, which this this highlights our need for God. This highlights our need for God sending his only son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. So again, there is no real purpose, not according to kingdom purpose, not in the kingdom of God, without the foundation of the way of love, which is Jesus Christ was the very physical embodiment of. So to go back into the word of God and read what Jesus said and read the red letters in the scripture, to do that is literally to read about what it means to love and to be love in a world that is very, very much without love. So going back to 1 Corinthians 12, Right, we, we do all have these roles to fulfill. So part of our purpose is the role. It's not all of our purpose, but it's part of the purpose is to have a certain role that, that he prepared for us long ago. Um, but here's, here's what I want to point out, that there are things that occur outside of our awareness just by being who we are. So as we fulfill that role, as we go through both the ups and downs, or as we've heard before, the hills and valleys in life, we are behaving a certain way, thinking a certain way, speaking a certain way. We're receiving God and his love in a certain way and comfort. There's people that he places in our lives. The circumstances change and evolve. And while this swirl of things is going on in our lives, things are happening around us like waves, like a domino effect, a ripple effect. As we walk through life as believers and men and women of the kingdom of God that are happening outside of our awareness. And and if you don't know what I mean, I'll just use Job as an illustration. When Job was going through what he went through, I bet he didn't realize that Many thousands of years later, we were going to have this thing that we call the Holy Bible that we all read about. And as we're going through some of the nasty circumstances in life, you know, we're, we're literally reciting what he went through and how God responded, how his friends responded, how his wife responded, how he felt. And as we're, we're literally empathizing with Job in certain circumstances as we go through these trials in our lives going, wow, like... If Job could remain faithful, so can I. If Job had friends who, who you know, betrayed him and, and just 
blamed him for the pain that he went through when it wasn't his choice, then guess what? So will we. When his own wife tells him, just curse God and and end this, right? Then certainly we will experience similar situations. Not all of us, but some of us will. And we can identify and empathize with this man's story. He didn't know that was going to happen, but that's part of the ripple effect of, of a very awful circumstance in his life or a set of circumstances. Additionally, think about the ripple effect of those relationships and the people that were involved in his life at that specific time in human history. Nobody talks about the potential ripple effect of what happened in his family and in the people who were watching this happen in his life all around him. Only God knows how that affected his family, and generational impacts that happened after that. So that's just one example among many. Well, the same truth, it it pertains to your life right now. There's a ripple effect that's happening because of the circumstances playing out in your life. And the, the key thing here is when it comes to the subject of purpose, all of this is part of your purpose. And so keep that in mind that Purpose is bigger than a job. Purpose is bigger than a set of gifts, talents, and abilities. Um, And and I'll bring this up here in this podcast. There's a book recently that I'm reading, and and it's by a lady named Jade Simmons, and the book is called Purpose, the Remix. And Jade, in her book, defines purpose not as the thing you do, but the thing that happens in people as you do what you do. And so I think that definition is is critical to understand because that shows us that purpose is much larger than a specific framework. There's no way for any of us to truly just walk down a checklist and say, if you know this and you know this and you know this, then you know what your purpose is, not just go do it, right? It's actually more complex than that because it's all those things and then there's the God part. There's the part that with him, you're unable to do that thing and you're unable to cause that that response in others or the circumstances around you. You know, he says he is the vine. We're the branches apart from him. We can do nothing. We also talked about in 1 Corinthians 13 how no matter what we do without love, without him, because he is love, we can essentially do nothing. And so I think it's key here that, yes, it's important to know your gifts, talents, skills, abilities, your spiritual gifts, your personality, you know, what, what you, the skill sets you built over time and all the experience of life. All those things are relevant when it comes to walking out your purpose. But just understand that that's not all there is to purpose. There's a part of your purpose that can only be fulfilled when God is connected to it. Right. And we're, that's why I'm saying we're talking here about kingdom purpose. And I've, I realized lately that kingdom is not a popular word or a, a frequently used word in all churches and all ministries and across the body of Christ around the world. But Jesus talked a lot about the kingdom of God in the Bible, right? And so when we go back and we read his words, we realize that there's a reason he wanted us to know about this thing we call the kingdom. So that's probably a conversation for a different day. Uh, but let's let's talk about this podcast and what I hope that those of you listening to this 
will get out of it as time progresses. You know, there's a lot of things that pertain to purpose. There's a lot of things that pertain to a life that is aimed at, as Matthew 6, and 34 say, seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all the things that we worry about on a regular basis get added to us as a result. But that there's a lot that goes into that, not just in a, a spiritual, you know, I want to follow and have a relationship with God perspective, but the practical side of it, right? Like, what does it mean when I'm in a difficult relationship to function inside my kingdom purpose? What does it mean when I'm creating a new business or I'm building a family or I'm making a choice of what college I want to go to next or what job to choose next or how to, you know, make financial decisions for my future or in retirement or with my adult children or my kids living at home? Like there's so many different aspects of life and all of these things involve kingdom purpose. But how do we tie all that stuff together? Well, this is where, you know, this list of things sort of that I put together about what I hope you get out of this podcast comes from, because we've got to break this down. And it, and it won't just be a conversation in time with me. You know, my hope and my prayers that God will send others that, that will participate in this podcast and share their stories so that you can take all these little pieces and put them together to equal the entire picture of what it means like to live out your purpose in life. So here here are some of the things that I hope you'll get. First is to gain confidence in that knowing that who we are is where our true power lies. One thing I often say is that the power is in our story. And the truth is, is we all have a story. And even as you read the stories in the Bible, they all point back to one person one place, uh, the the author, right, and finisher of our faith, as the word says, Jesus Christ, like all things are created by, through, and for him. And so that being said, knowing that we are his, knowing our identity in Christ is is really the beginning and and the, the foundation for living out that kingdom purpose. And it's also where the power lies, because in our story, it points back to what got us here. And in knowing what got us here, the, the true power that is in God, you know, the, the power of the vine, that where he says, apart from him, we can do nothing. That's the source, right? Just think about a vine. Water and nutrients come up from the soil and feed the branches from the source vine. In the same way, we are never going to experience true power in our lives and we're not going to you know, experience the power of what the kingdom can bring into this world unless we stay connected to that source. And so when I'm talking about purpose and I'm talking about knowing who we are as connected to our power, that's what I'm referring to. We need to stay connected to the vine. Second, a second thing is to, and this is not an exhaustive list, this is not everything, right? This is just the first things that came to mind that I know we're going to get into in the future. Uh, the second thing is to learn about what it takes to be a great leader in your family, in the marketplace, and all other spheres of influence. Right? You, you're, every single one of us has relationships. Every single one of us has different spheres of influence that we operate in, You know, whether we're at home, at work, or out in the public, or involved in some other type of group setting. 
as we interact, leadership always plays a role. Everybody influences everyone, whether they realize it or not. And not all influences are positive. We know that. We've all experienced moments in our lives where there's been a negative or influence or something went wrong or it hurt us in some way. And now we're actually facing the consequences of those decisions or the decisions of others that have had a negative impact on our lives. So uh, learning about how to have a positive influence so that we can advance the kingdom while living out our our purpose, our God's assigned purpose for our lives is key um, to, to making a positive impact in the world. Another thing is to learn to steward what you've been given. Another word for stewardship is just management, right? Not management as, you know, a manager or boss at work, but just the administration, the taking care of the, the, you know, taking a resource and knowing how to move it around, shift it, save it, you know, whatever, you know, manage it so that you get the most out of that resource and effectively multiply it. And, you know, this this idea of stewardship applies to a marriage relationship, your children, your finances, your health. Think of things like your mind or your soul. Believe it or not, you can work on your soul. I call it soul work. So, and, and your soul is essentially your mind, your will, and your emotions. And as we continue to grow and we, and we learn things in life, if, if we're choosing to listen to God, we, we will grow that part of ourselves. We essentially become more Christ-like. And when the Word of God talks about becoming like Christ, it's essentially talking about the growth of the soul, right? And, and that is a present tense action or transformation, is a better word, that's occurring at any given moment, right? It's, it, it's not going to end. We're not going to arrive until one day we're standing in the glory of the Lord himself, right? Then, like Paul says, right now we see just a shadow, right? But eventually we will see it clearly. But until that happens, the soul is always transforming. And it is our responsibility to seek that growth. We have that opportunity every day through the circumstances of our life. The next thing is to learn to build meaningful relationships with depth to them, right? Relationships are hard. The truth is, is that people are in fact messy. Um, I've gained and lost many relationships in my life, and even my closest relationships today challenge me. I don't believe that's ever going to stop. I think some believe that it's possible to not have conflict in a relationship. And I just, I, I don't, you know, unless God works on my heart and helps me to see it differently, I just don't believe that's true. I think as long as there are imperfect humans, which, little hint, there are none. <laughs> there are no, no perfect humans, I mean. As long as that's true, conflict will arise, right? And, and if, if that's the case, then we're better off learning how to manage and navigate through conflict then we are trying to avoid it, which is probably one of the more common ways to handle conflict. Let's just avoid the whole thing altogether. But when we avoid conflict, we're not able to move forward in our relationships. And it kind of brings those relationships to a standstill. 
Um, and and I, I really believe that it takes both sides of a relationship to make that happen. And so we're going to talk about that in these podcast episodes. Uh, learn about what a life of integrity and solid character looks like. Um, integrity may not be a popular term today, but it, it is absolutely, it, it, I told somebody earlier today that integrity is the backbone of our character, right? So in order to have a, a solid character, we must first have integrity because that backbone, think about it, all the nerves run through the body, through the backbone. It, it holds the back upright, right? We're not able to stand erect in any given location without that backbone that supports with all the muscles and nerve tissue around it, right? Using that analogy in the same way, integrity gives, establishes and helps that character of a person stand up erect so that others can see it. So topics like that are key. It's real easy to say, hey, I'm trying to build a business and here are the steps that you have to take. Or I'm trying to manage my family well or create a great marriage and have a great relationship with my kids. Here are the steps that I need to take. Before you do that, do you always do the right thing when no one's looking? Like truly, do you wait till someone turns their head and then go and do the thing that you know you're not supposed to do? On, on the other side of the same coin, right? Are you doing the right thing when everybody's looking or are you shying away at that moment when you feel like you're not going to fit in with popular culture and your name might get blemished because you're choosing to do the right thing even though everybody else is saying it's the wrong thing? These are the things that define whether or not we have integrity. And it's not as easy, right? Some of you may be cheering as you're listening. This, yes, I want to hear this stuff. But the truth is there are moments in my life where I've struggled with this thing. I'm just being transparent with you all. Like making the right decision in the face of life's pressures will challenge you at some point. If it hasn't yet, it will, right? And so we want to talk about that. Another thing that I hope you gain is, is to learn about how a life without love actually takes us from our purpose rather than toward it. Remember, love is the foundation of purpose, and so if love is the foundation, then everything we do, say, and think needs to be built upon this idea of love. And we do that by following the way, the way of Jesus, because he's the first one that taught us what this actually looks like. And so to, to follow love is to follow God's purpose for your life. We'll talk about those things. Uh, next, I want I wanted you to understand what it looks like in a life that seeks God first. I already mentioned this. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things that you worry about. All of us have basic needs and even beyond that, things that we're worrying about. Will we ever succeed? Will I ever get to, to live out this dream that I have? these desires? Will I even be able to get my basic needs? For some of us, it's it's things like, hey, I'm not even sure if my lights are going to be on tomorrow, let alone have my wildest dreams. Well, I first of all, just want to tell you that with God, all things are possible. With, with an abundant God who loves us in the way he does, not only do I believe that your lights can be turned on tomorrow that will stay on, and then you will flourish so far beyond that, that all your wildest dreams, even beyond what you could currently ask or imagine, 
he, he, can, he can take you there, right? Trust in him. Um, but, but to be able to seek God first leading up to that, there's a process there, and it takes time. And, and I hope to be able to share stories with all of you that help you see what that actually looks like in a practical sense so that you can experience that abundant life that he promised. Because God is not just a mean guy up there with a gavel and a hammer waiting to smack your hand every time you do something wrong. He loves you like a perfect dad, a perfect father. And even that is tough for some people to hear because maybe your earthly father uh, you and him didn't have a great relationship. Maybe he hurt you. And so just hearing me say dad or father puts a bad taste in your mouth and, and may, your stomach even sinks. I can only imagine some of the stories of people that have been through things out there with their earthly dads. But I, I want you to know that your heavenly father, the very person who made you in your mother's womb, does not have ill intent towards you. He loves you with the perfect love that you long for and that you've always dreamed of that in those moments when you were crying, when your earthly father or mother hurt you and you were thinking, how could a parent ever treat me this way? I'm supposed to feel most loved by these people, but they have hurt me the most. And you find yourself angry, depressed, just complete despair, wanting it to even all end. It's in that moment I want you to remember that the Father above, that, that desire that it shouldn't be this way, it should actually be this way, He does love you like that. He does care for you the way that a father should. And so, you know, I, want, I know I'm putting a lot of emphasis and passion into that statement, but I, I want with every fiber of my being, I want all of you to experience some of the same love that he's lavished on me over the roughly 15 years that I've been following the way of love now, right? And so don't forget that. We're going to look at what that means. And then the last thing I want to talk about is something that God gave me some time ago, and I call it the in, around, and out model. And if you think about, well, I should say, if I think about the book that I'm writing, uh, the coaching program that I'm currently working through with clients, the online courses that I'm building, all of it sort of uh, revolves around this in, around, and out model. So what do I mean? Well, let's go back to when Jesus began his ministry, when John the Baptist baptized him. He came out of the water and immediately a dove descended upon his head. And God said, the father from above, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Essentially within Jesus, his identity was affirmed. So that's what it means to, to really be affirmed in your identity within. From there, Jesus went and he called his apostles he surrounded himself with people that he could then teach his ways to show what that love looks like to them. And so essentially he surrounded himself around him. He, he put people around him that he could then love in that way and teach them what that looks like so that they could then go out and communicate the kingdom mission and vision in the world and what ultimately Jesus wanted to do and the purpose for which he came and so that from there, they, they literally were affirmed in their identity as followers of the way, as sons and heirs of the throne of grace. 
we too are called to share in communities around us so that all of us can then go out and share that same message with the world around us. So everything that Jesus did was centered around this mission that he had for the world. You know, and it really comes back to John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. He loves all of us. He wants them all, even the ones that hurt us. He loves them enough to share this mission. And if they so choose that mission, they can enter into the kingdom and be part of God's family. And so that's what the In Around Out model is all about. You may hear me mention that in future episodes. Now you understand what that's all about. Uh, okay, so finally, you know, some of the last points I want to make before we end here is that really this podcast focuses on the transformation of lives and specifically lives that are just existing in a world that does not fulfill us because this world does not know love, certainly not that agape love that comes from God uh, towards abundant living that's from God's love. I want, I want to focus and put emphasis on the word from here. We're not living for love. Unfortunately, a lot of us have been raised in these performance-driven cultures where we're told that we have to perform, we have to do things a certain way, and when we do them that way, we receive accolades, we receive, you know, quote-unquote love from the people around us, including our families, because we performed well. But in, in a grace-filled kingdom like God's kingdom, grace is lavished upon you even though you don't deserve it. As a matter of fact, grace, the very definition of grace is getting what you don't deserve. The definition of mercy is not getting what you do deserve. So even when we mess up, we may feel based on the past cultures and family structures that we grew up in that somehow we should be punished, and we may even go as far as punishing ourselves or at least believing that we should be punished, but that's not mercy. That's not grace. When you're loved perfectly it, with agape love, which is God's highest form of love, the very love who he embodies and, and lavishes upon us, grace and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. It's true. I believe David said it in the Psalms. I've experienced it, I've lived it, and I know others who have, right? And so this transformation that we're talking about and walking out on purpose, we're not just going to exist. We're not just going to follow or conform to the patterns of this world, but we will be transformed by the renewing of our minds, right? We will know what it's like to follow the way of love, and in doing so, we will experience divine purpose in our lives in a way that we could not possibly ask or imagine. And I'm not just talking to you. If you're listening to this podcast right now, I'm talking to myself. I know that the best is yet to come. I know that what I'm experiencing now or have experienced in my past is absolutely nothing compared to the glory that will be revealed in the future ahead of me. And it just, it, it brings me joy. It brings me excitement. Matter of fact, in this very moment, I'm struggling to contain myself because it's bursting out of me. It's bursting out of me. And I'm grateful and I'm filled with gratitude that in this room right now sits the Lord of the universe and he wants to work with me in partnership so that I could share this 
with all of you. And I believe he wants to do exactly the same for every single person listening to this right now and beyond that. So please share this podcast as it develops over the the coming months and years, because I believe God will do a wonderful work when he begins to reveal his love and his purpose for everyone that we come in contact with. So thank you for joining me on this podcast. In this episode, I talked about what this podcast is about and what I hope you'll get out of it going forward. In the next episode, we're going to talk about why I created the podcast in the first place. And there's more to come after uh, after that, but I just want to develop in these first few episodes, I want to share with you, you know, what it's all about, why it's important, who I am, because I want you to know my heart as well as, as the person leading this podcast um, so that we can build that relationship even as we go forward. It's important to me. I think it's important uh, for all of us to not only be in relationship with God, but in healthy relationship with one another, because we are the body. We all exist within the same family. And, and I want you to be part of that family. I am part of that family. And I want us all to be in partnership with God as we progress through living out our life's purpose. So thank you once again for joining me, and I will see you all next time. Thank you once again for listening and supporting the No Purpose Without Love podcast. If you like what you've been hearing, please remember to follow this podcast to continue receiving notifications about new upcoming episodes. For more information about how to start your own purpose-filled journey or to get in touch with me, you can start my online course by going to courses.beaconleaders.com or you can email me at info at beaconleaders.com. You can also visit my website at www.davidegoresso.com. I will post these links and others in the description section of each episode as well. So until next time, remember to lead well, live on purpose, and honor God with your life.